All right, everybody. Welcome to Yeah, But Still. Uh, Brandon, how are you doing? I'm, I'm feeling great. Joining us today, um, a man I've known for a long time, Nusi Cuero. Welcome to the pod. Thank you, Jack. How's it going? So, Brandon, I actually was just kind of explaining him to you. Yeah, I mean, you should explain his, his title. And I mean, this is a man who's... His... How do you even explain yourself now? <laughs> You're, he's, I've known this man for a long time, through many eras. Previously in a band called Hundred Waters. Um, oh, yes. Yep. Um, and now has just kind of had blown up with your art slash fashion career, I guess you could say. I mean, for me as your friend, it's been very, very strange to watch this happen for you. <laughs> like, and Brandon, here's, here's a connection to the podcast. He at one point lived in the Sunview apartment where we originally recorded this podcast. Oh. He lived in Lydon's room, but... Oh, okay. I'll let you if, explain if yeah, you want, but you, was, like, didn't even... Yeah, you it was like, the room right by the front door when you walked into the left or something, but... That I, was his apartment before me. I stayed... I only stayed there for, I think... We had a lease for a year, and I think I stayed there two nights mm. out of the entire... Two nights. <laughs> and, like, that's, mm-hmm. that's really, like, uh, absurd and bougie to, like, live in L.A. and have a, par- a paid-for apartment and only sleep in it two nights for a year, I guess. There was nothing bougie about the way you were living. No. I, <laughs> but I was... No, it sounds that way, but I was, I was like, I was... Your band was, like, looking for you? Yeah, I was... And worried about you, and then I found you in a studio one time. (laughs) I mean, I didn't find... I don't think you knew you were found, but, like, they were... I I didn't realize you were being looked for, and I see you, like, come out in the back of that studio in the Arts District, and you were like, oh, what's up, man? Like, I've been making things back here. Yeah, yeah. I was squatting. Half of it, I lived at this recording studio downtown LA, um, and then the other half, I was living. I was squatting at one of Skrillex's uh, apartments. That was, you know, we were on their label Ausla at the time, and mm-hmm. they, I don't they, think they knew you were there. No, no, I was no, totally nobody knew you were but there. That's what I, I knew that no one knew I was there, and I knew that it was this great apartment for making stuff, and I. No one would tell me to leave. And I ended up being there for like three months. <laughs> and like the problem was that I was like slightly manic. And so I was um, like being pretty rambunctious. And, and like was it I, solely mania or was there uh, drugs? Not much. No, it no? was no. I was it was mostly pure mania. Pure mania. Yeah. I mean, I was okay. like, yeah, I was like spliff after spliff. But mm. like it wasn't a serious thing. Um, right. on that end it was the serious thing was just that I was I don't know I, I don't know what led to it but that apartment I like to there this back area that would be like the smoking patio and I'd completely taken it over and started like painting things and like getting paint everywhere and just being like fuck it like no one's doing anything with this like and eventually someone I was sleeping on the floor in the back on a crash pad and someone came in and kicked me, woke me up and said, dude, you got to get out of here. This was like, and Brandon, this was like a crazy, this sort of adds to, not to like immediately bring up your darkest times or whatever, but like to me and like, I think everybody around, you left the band. The band is now, I don't even know if Underwaters is broken up, right? Or is it kind of like, I think it's in between. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't think it, yeah, I think it's kind of like, evaporated into a, a vaporous cloud that could then reconnect. Re- yeah. Um, but you did leave the band. Yeah. You were doing this. I think people were kind of worried about you yeah. missing. Yeah. And then after yeah. that, you're kind of doing some music and like the only thing I would see from you posting is like you were kind of like gluing sequins onto toy cars and yeah. gluing gluing stuff to gun like toy yeah. guns and like Yeah. Sort of looked like maybe the projects of a madman hopefully you're doing good but then like literally i watched that stuff turn into what you're making now right and now he's like literally designed custom pieces for a dude can you start naming some of them i mean like uh, yeah. the jenners like yeah. uh SZA. was SZA yeah, one of them recently SZA made one you know um grimes and i've made a bunch of stuff together and i mean it's a lot of a lot of people like, i don't even know like it's starting like a lot and like it's, high fashion. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's completely bewildering. And like that that whole um, era um, where I was 
putting those sequins and shit on because I, I basically I discovered the fashion district. In yeah, LA. and have you ever been there? Sure. It's like yeah. a, it's just like the cheap like <laughs> it's like kind of Candyland, and I have this like weird like uh, inclination towards like picking up like shit and just like putting it together into something. And that's like the ultimate place for that because there's you like sell like wholesale trillions of things that are you can really buy like sp- anything down there. I also and like love- the weirdest t-shirts, <laughs> like a lot of bootlegs. Yeah, fake everything. But I, I, I was doing that for a little while, and then I, I actually took this like three-year hiatus of from making art and anything, um, where no one even, no one really reached out to me. I was living on this rooftop downtown. On a um, roof? On a rooftop. I, th- I feel like you came through. I had You like, invited me and I didn't get to go. Yeah, I, it, I mean, it was magical, but it was also really like dirty and ratchet. But You told me you had a cool roof. I didn't know that you lived on a roof. It, it was it was this little... <laughs> yeah. You lived on the roof? Yeah, in the center of this 6,000 square foot rooftop, there was a little building. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, okay. That, and I lived inside of it. And the guy, it previously was like a gay porn studio, so... Like they had put a shower in and like a, and but it was like you were using a sex shower to bathe. <laughs> it was it was it was interesting, but like I was making money at the time by renting it out on like peer space and stuff for photo shoots. So I was paying my rent completely passively, just like having photo shoots and shit. Like sometimes That's I would make money, but mm-hmm. it because I was super depressed and like manic and and avoiding all of the people in my life. I just. I just didn't do almost anything for like a year and a half and it was it was dark as fuck actually and but it 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 stopped when I was like I I like was making all of that shit and then I was like what the fuck am I doing this stuff is absurd like no one wants this like no one cares and then I stopped for like a year and a half and um I ended up getting a job at um I went to architecture school originally I dropped out of architecture. Oh yeah, school. I forgot you're technically an architect too. And and was, you know, 100 waters got signed and I had to drop out of grad school for architecture, but one of my friends I went to school with um hit me up and he's like, "Yo, what are you doing?" I'm like, uh, "Nothing." And, <laughs> and he was like, "You want to do some architecture? Do you know how to do it? Like come, I need help." So I did then I transitioned into that for like a, two years. Oh, so you were doing pure architecture, and then you it bridged into yeah. I would come home from my architecture job, and like you knew me before mm-hmm. that, and like I've got got a little bit of a um, like a, a, a yearning or part of my diet is like kind of subversiveness or like wild art. Yeah, and. Architecture is not really a great venue for that. It's I was for- very surprised when I ran into you one time and you said you were doing architecture. Yeah, I remember I saw you at the Tilda. Or the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that spot that I worked on. But yeah, I mean, been a ride. Man. Another, I mean, like <laughs> I've always known you as a, a strange guy in the best way possible. Um, I mean, another, like when I have to explain you to people, one thing I, one tidbit I say that I'll never forget is that you made my friend Matt pass out by saying something too heady to him. Oh my he said something too, like... <laughs> yeah, what's that? Okay, so, like, there's kind of a backstory to this, but I was, like, flying oh. home from my grandpa's funeral in Florida, I believe, and, like, missed the flight. Brandon, this was actually, to place this in time, this is when that Vampire Weekend show in Ojai that everybody okay, yeah, went yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, Okay. I was supposed to go right to that, and I missed my flight in Miami, and I'm like processing how I fucked up and everybody's going to be mad at me. Um, and then coincidentally get a text like on some group chat. I realized a bunch of my friends are in Miami and just like literally just landed there. So I go and like meet a bunch of you guys like at the airport. Like literally you had just landed. I met you at a Starbucks. Yeah. And then we celebrate, we like celebrate our friend's birthday. That night, Somebody knew like some Miami club owner. I'm just kind of like following along, and like this club owner's like, these girls over there are going to give you guys the best molly you've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> like really, like I didn't, I didn't do any of that night. I had to like go actually catch my real flight the next day. But at a certain point, like I left you guys in that situation. Yeah, and then and then, and then they then then Matt and I were left alone, and it was it was weird. It was like South Beach on like a Tuesday night or something, 
and it, it, at like 10 p.m. and it was just dead. <laughs> and Matt and I were rolling so 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 hard, and we just went to this bar. Yeah, he, I guess like he <laughs> went in the bathroom and like you turned to him, and we're just like explaining something about how the world could be a simulation or something, yeah. and like telling him just like these facts. And he just like looked at you and like couldn't process all of it and literally is like passed out and like hit his head on the concrete and like woke up several minutes later with like people covered like shaking him. That was yeah. the covered in thought sweat. that was too heady. He was like hitting him with like all of these like Yeah, I was kind you of were like, have you considered that the world maybe no, the world I think he was going deep, I imagine. Goes, yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> he fucking fainted. I don't remember. It was kind of yeah, it was it was on that thread of of um inquiry. <laughs> I, I'm sure you were deep in it, not like yeah. the idea of a simulation, <laughs> but fun. something matrix matrix s somebody it, like overwhelmed somebody describing the plot of the matrix and you faint yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like oh <laughs> yeah he yeah bless his heart, yeah, he's covered in sweat like down to his like down to his balls, like his entire shirt was just was it soaked. just and it was like thirty seconds he was out. It was crazy. You think he was also maybe dehydrated from maybe, but yeah, he was I just remember ecstasy. he, he like, was definitely on. It was definitely from having a bunch of Molly. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that was a huge factor. But when he came, like <laughs> he came home, and I think we shared a bed. That's how I like heard this because I I don't think I saw him in the morning, but he came home and like I think we were sharing a bed, and he was like, "Man, like I hit my head." And I'm like, "What happened?" And he's like. Freaking Paul was just saying all this fucking crazy stuff to me in the bathroom, and I couldn't. I just fainted. I just fainted. I'm like, what was he saying? He's like, I don't know. He's talking about the world not being real and like all this stuff. And I just that was the last thing I remember. Then I all of a sudden I woke up and there's guys slapping me. Yeah. Um, I, I actually I, I was still rolling. That Molly was so strong. I was I, my flight was at 5 a.m. So I just stayed up alone. Oh my god. Rolling, oh, yeah. and then I was rolling the entire flight back to LA. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was kind of a nightmare. I guess that guy just, was not lying. You're just rolling while doing uh, something very mundane. You're yeah, like, just like chilling next to like Betty from you know right Nebraska, LA. getting yeah, <laughs> like getting like the worst People sandwich magazine. you've ever had yeah. in the airport. <laughs> you're rolling at a Hudson News. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, looking you're at James Patterson books. You're, you're yeah, bonds, buying a fucking eight dollar smart water. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, that was in Florida. You guys are all from Florida. You and the Hundred Waters. Boys and girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, which which part of Florida? Orlando is where I grew up most of my youth, and then I lived in Gainesville for like six years. Oh, FSU, one of my favorite. No, <laughs> probably my favorite school. University of Florida. Do on the road. Oh, uh, I'm thinking of Tallahassee. Tallahassee Gainesville, right, right. UF. I did do a show at UF, but FSU, I would say my favorite. My yeah. favorite of the state school shows. They're rowdy. Um, I yeah, I love them. Rowdy I love them over there. there. Um, I love hey. FSU, you know, love you. I'm happy to come back. You guys are uh, all, you guys are all wild child children back then. We were, we were, we were. Rascals. I mean, Florida's kind of breeds that type of. It does. Like, it does, especially Orlando, because it's this place that's not really a place. Oh, it's, it's like, a fuck. Have you been deep in Orlando? I've spent some no. serious time there. It's like you were just talking about a Holy Land. Oh, oh well, that, yeah, the Holy Land experience is all. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It was it was an amazing place to grow up. I like. I feel that the thing about it is like I don't have any like weird like um, ties inside of me that like tie me to Orlando um, because it's doesn't. There's nothing to latch onto. It's a, it's a tur- touristic service economy, and so it's everything there is about bringing people there for a short period of time and making as much money as possible mm-hmm. off of those people. And, but one of the, like, speaking of Holy Land, which is, for those who don't know, it's a, it's a tourist attraction, theme park experience about Christ. Yeah, you get, it's like... And right. they have live crucifixions every day. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> and it's not wow. big. Yeah, that's, yeah. I was gonna say, if you haven't been to Orlando, what you have to realize is that, like, it's not. There's a lot of theme parks. Disney is yeah. its own city, first right. of all, yeah. and then there's other little like Disney Universal. is a city. Like yeah. Disney right. has it police. Yeah, they have their own like laws and it's not like nuts. here. Disney's yeah. in Anaheim here, but Disney in Florida is its own city. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Like infrastructure, everything, and then Kissimmee and St. Cloud are next to it, right. which is where that's the non-Disney hotels. And and all it. So the great thing I lived right next to Kissimmee. Um, okay. And Trayer and Zach and I, who are the other two guys in this this band, Hundred Waters, I was in, 
And what I loved about Orlando and what we would do, because there's nothing really to do. You go to the mall or whatever fucking Or you could be a theme out. park freak. We yeah, or you could Which be, there is a lot. That's like, fucking a really, weird yeah. breed of human, but we would go to all of the abandoned tourist attractions. Oh. Because all of these like okay. satellite parasitic like things yeah. would come up that, yeah. that you know, they would try to get the runoff from Disney or like <laughs> That's what I was gonna say to you is that like right. it's not you think about Disney, you think about Universal. Of course. But it's there's many more theme parks yeah, there. Right. And it's a huge fucking town. It's like LA with the sprawl. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, there's no central LA. There's downtown LA, but mm-hmm. that's not really central. Downtown right. Orlando's all fucked up. Right. And it's one of those places where if you are trying to hang out with your friend, you might like pull up the map to go visit another person in Orlando. And it's like, what the fuck? This takes forty nine minutes. minutes to get right. over. Yeah. Like, where the fuck do you live? And it's just huge. Yeah. It's because there's so many almost everything in there is like a theme park or everything's like giant, an upside down yeah. building right. that you have to pay ten dollars to get into yeah. or it's a really weird like environment. <laughs> there's to, no normal places to go. Yeah, so you, you grow up like <laughs> seeing these like upside down buildings and like, you know, theme parks. It's like not really a doesn't give you a good place of like community or like mm-hmm. um I think it's you know it's maybe changed since I was there, but you like, never really probably felt for the grounded worst. in in Orlando. I I think there are opportunities too, but I think that it doesn't it doesn't aid in that process. Right. And but I, I uh-huh. do think that what we found joy in and what was very formative for me as a young kid and many of my best moments uh-huh. um, were we would go explore these places, these abandoned theme the, the parks. Abandoned theme parks. Fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Abandoned, like, abandoned, like, uh, haunted houses or, like, there was this place we Like loved. real haunted houses or, like, a themed haunted house? Yeah, like themed haunted houses. Oh, wow, that's even better, honestly. And, because that, and it's, if it's abandoned, then maybe it's Maybe haunted it's haunted also. <laughs> yeah. Like a haunted haunted house? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but I like that. I don't know. Probably not be though, because Orlando is such a young city, or it might be like Native American ghosts. That, mm. You know, because oh. there's a big, there was right. a huge Native American population in Florida, but fucking weird place. Oh yeah, the Seminoles. God, it's so weird, Florida. But you, you guys, I mean, I, I want to hear about these abandoned. I know, theme parks. and I know. I've heard one story about you where you almost died doing that. <laughs> you know which, what I'm talking about. It's it's involves some it's, climbing gear that you found. It's upsetting to say. Oh, I was gonna say. I, I which which time? <laughs> but, <laughs> I've heard this a few times. You should have yeah. should have died. But this one, yeah, we, I'll let you tell it. But well, we found one of the places. It was actually in a haunted house. We went and we found a bunch of climbing gear that I think belonged to a fire department. Um, but they had left it there. They probably did it practicing in there or some shit. Yeah, and we took it. Um, and we started going to these abandoned places and hotels and stuff and just like tying off on the top and rappelling down the side of buildings. Like we had a friend who was pretty experienced with this, but it was like pretty dumb and willy nilly, like crazy shit. And we were lucky that nothing bad happened. But one time we were tying off on this, it was a parking structure, incomplete, like a concrete shell of a, of a parking structure. And we were on like the fifth floor and it went straight down. I heard eight stories. It was, Trey t- said. it was tall. That, that might've Five been, and eight is both very tall. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a, it was tall. Um, and, but it led at the very bottom of it was just, it was an unfinished property. So it was all just yeah. fresh pavement. And we all took turns climbing down and we would usually go like two down, one would stay up, you mm-hmm. know, one down, two would stay up, whatever. And so I think they went down. Um, and then I went down alone after them. And then, you know, you would rappel down, jump around, have fun. And then I would climb, I came around back all the way up. And when I got back up, they were both staring at me like white faced. And I was like, what? And they were like, dude, you weren't tied. You were, your rope was just wrapped around this column. And like miraculously, because it was like, I mean, this is my hypothesis because it was right. unfinished concrete, the friction of the rope against the column. Oh fuck! Yeah, was enough to. It was just like loosely wrapped carry around, basically. Me down, basically. Um, oh Jesus! But Christ. at any point, you could have just. At any you point, could have just I mean, I could have been like, "All right, death. guys," and I just fall like sixty stories and literally would have splatted. Like it yeah. would have been a mess. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just like forgot to t- go tie tie the knot. How old, how old were you? 
18, 17 or 18. Yeah, jeez. Oh, we were... important part of high school is like almost dying a bunch of times. Yeah, I mean, completely. I don't know about a bunch. <laughs> I mean, some. I mean, yeah. Sometimes one will do it. I mean, yeah, one will definitely. Yeah, do one it. will. Do it. It's kind yeah, of sad that most of my the closest I've been to death in life probably. Um, would be after that experience. Like, that should have scared me straight, right? Right. <laughs> what were the other times? What was... Oh, God, I don't what know. What do you think the real... I don't know. Well, you cheated You cheated death. Yeah. So once you cheat death... I'm a serial, you know... There's, there's maybe... There's a part of you that's like, well, I can keep cheating death. Yeah, I'm mm -hmm. a philanderer. Right. I'm a life philanderer. <laughs> like it's, you were like, I like, I like my luck. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I... I Certainly don't anymore, but yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, there was just a lot of a lot of close calls with that stuff. I can't. I heard, I heard you also got Trey kicked out of high school. You, we I, we did. Who's Trey? Trey. He was a he's a producer in the band Hundred Waters. And okay, yeah, my best friend since I was you know eleven or so. He also lived in this. Apart he lived in the, Sunview. Okay, as yeah, well. yeah, yeah. He's very Linden esque. He's almost exactly Lin like a, a reskin of Linden. Mm -hmm. This is okay. uh, my old roommate. Um, but yeah, I mean, he fed me a lot of this information. So he knows you best. What we would go, we would go to these abandoned places, and we would take things back. Like we took that repelling equipment. Right. One of the places, our favorite place, actually, was this place called Victron, and it was a computer parts manufacturing facility that had been abandoned and it was full of like the weirdest machines and like artifacts from this process as well as like strange little vials of colored chemicals in like in like those like chrome briefcases with fitted <laughs> foam. Sounds so sick. I'm really jealous was, of this. Yeah, and it was. And we're t of course too old to go do this shit now. We would I like know, literally. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're gonna go to jail anyway. But it's like, we would really go now. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was like. It, it was so we went. Um, and one of these things that we took was a one of these. It was a chrome little box with fitted foam, and then inside, like in the fitted foam, there was these like five colored vials, and we had no idea what it was. We were like, "This is sick," so we just took it. Yeah. And then we were also just you know rascals, general rascals, and so we used to leave school early. You know, we would fourth or fifth period, we would just drive out, and I think Treyer got his car first or like it was most convenient to take his so we we just he couldn't come with us so you know, me and my friend Tyler we took his car and we were gonna come back and pick him up after school so we go out to the parking lot get in the car and start to leave and a, a school you know supervisor comes out and is like what are you kids doing in the car and he, of course he just sticks his head in the car and he's like smells like weed and we were like you know what okay <laughs> um, and so, of course, they—you have no rights as a high school student. So they're just—they just search it. And in the car, they found a like an eighth of weed, a half-finished bottle of Captain Morgan spiced rum. Mm, yummy. Yeah, an axe. Okay. A machete. Okay. Um, okay. And this vial box. Thing. Oh, the vial box. <laughs> there we go. And when they saw the vial box, they called in the ATF. And oh, these no. guys, like the, oh, one geez. of these, like armored trucks, rolled out, and like, okay. like these you know, SWAT like team members, or something? yeah, like <laughs> masked SWAT team dudes come out with their machine guns and like surround the car, and we're just like cracking up on the sidewalk. <laughs> it was also what? Did you find out what it actually was? <laughs> no, they they confiscated it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these guys have a James Bond style bomb. Yeah, and like, mind hey. you, this is this is hilarious because it, it was ten days before we before the end of the school year, and. Um, and we just knew it was like, it was going to be bad, <laughs> yeah. but it, we had accepted that and we were just cracking up and <laughs> Treyer wasn't even present. We were taking his car. Oh, so he got, uh -huh. he got kicked out cause you guys just had his car. Yeah. <laughs> he was just chilling in Did class. Did he even know you guys took the car? Yeah. Yeah. But oh, okay. <laughs> he was just chilling in class and they pulled him out and look, you're expelled. <laughs> expelled? Yeah, he was expelled. He wasn't even there. He was, Dude, no. that's pretty expelled is bad. Yeah, but it's it's really interesting because this had it not been for that event, I would not be here right now. Because what happened was Treyer was homeschooled. That was our junior year, and he was homeschooled for the senior year. And because homeschool is like you finish your whole coursework in like an hour and a half, mm -hmm. whatever. He, he's brilliant too. Like he started using electronic music software. 
Mm. And we, at that time, we had a band and we were playing guitars and stuff, but he sort of spearheaded that interest amongst us and, you know, got really good at it and got me interested in it. And, and we started making the electronic music together, which eventually became Hundred Waters, which eventually brought us to LA and, you know, so it's it's interesting. Like, had he not had that spare time from that's being kind of expelled, funny. Yeah, the, one like, of our guests the other day, like, had um, like got pneumonia from being overworked at Walmart, and mm-hmm. like we went on disability mm-hmm. from that, and that's when he learned to make music and was like started his career. Yeah, I mean, it's you know a butterfly effect. It could have been anything, right? But like, it it really is this thing that I attribute as a a good <laughs> a good event, you know, for him too. Um, one other prompt from that is that I heard he said like one time I met him at the YMCA and he was bleeding and he like oh had to escape. My God. That, <laughs> got this was the first time I ever met him, my best friend. Oh, I that's was, how you met him? That's how I met him. I was 11 years old and I had just finished. 11, okay. <laughs> I, was, I had just finished hooking up with an eighth grader at her house after school. Oh, geez. And so I, that's actually like older than you. Yeah. That's was, pretty that's, tight. She was like, Yo. you want to come over? You yeah, really bumped that off off to the races. Oh yeah, eleven I mean, years old. She was like hooking you up. Come over after school, and I was like, yeah. What if I cut out like the age, like, <laughs> the, the setup of that? Be like, so anyway, I just hooked up with an eighth grader. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was we had just finished like making out for like fifteen minutes or whatever, and I was sitting in every in Florida. Every so house sick. has like a, a enclosed pool patio in the back. Yeah, a lanai. Yeah, and I was just chilling oh, back there. Oh, I, I haven't heard lanai in a long time. I used to hear lanai a lot in Hawaii. Oh yeah, Hawaii yeah. has lanais. Yeah, yeah. mostly for the bugs, right? It's for the bugs. Yeah, it's yeah. for the bugs. Right. And love, love a lanai. I was sitting back there on one of those reclining pool chairs, feeling like a king, like a boss, mm. you know, and drinking you just like made out. You're eleven. Yeah, yeah. And just like. Drinking lemonade, and I, I reach over, <laughs> reach over to the side table uh-huh. to grab my lemonade, and I feel this nip in my groin, and I look down, and her dog's looking up at me like, <laughs> like, and I'm like, did you just bite me? You just bit me? And I look, I look down at my board shorts, and it's like pooling up with blood. Oh my There's god, just blood pulling up. I'm like, her dog bit your dick? I yeah, and I ran into the bathroom, pulled down my pants, and there was just blood pouring out of my urethra, <gasps> and. And I was oh, freaking did out. Notice? Did you know this? I didn't know the details. <laughs> no, this is- I knew there was a dog. And, and then she knocks. Bit. She knocks on the door, and she's like, "Hey, is everything okay in there?" And, uh. and I was like, "No, my dick's bleeding. I'm freaking out." <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, well, like my dad's coming home, so you have to leave." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And so I start. I walk. Home. The, the oh, plan no. was that my mom was going to pick me up after work, you know, at her house, but I had to leave early, so I had to walk four miles to the YMCA, which was like the meeting place of all the twerps after school. Oh, yeah. Man. And I walk up to the front door of the YMCA. What was that walk like? You zipped past the walk. I cannot, people walk? did not pull over. They saw an 11-year-old boy covered in blood walking for like- From the crotch. Yeah, from the crotch. crotch. Right. I was like, I took off my shirt and like, a, I had like a wife beater on. There was like blood everywhere. <laughs> like, come on, like somebody. But yeah. like, I walked up to like the front door of the YMCA and he was like, what happened to you? You know? And I was like, just made out with an eighth grader, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know and, and Yeah, I mean, that has nothing to do with the blood. Yeah. You know, like, but that's, you know. It's a, a dog bit your <laughs> yeah. A dog bit my dick. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that was our that was our first like. <laughs> oh, Trey walked up to you. Did yeah. he get medical attention? That was our first IRL like interaction. So he walked up to you. What happened oh, and you with your bloody dick? Yeah. It just kind your, of it just uh, kind penis. of petered petered out. No pun intended. And like uh-huh. the blood, the blood. Yeah, it just stopped while I was walking. I didn't have a choice. You just let walk. it go. You didn't put any pressure on it. I, yeah, I did. Okay, but um. Oh, maybe using your wife beater. I was a little weird. I felt weird telling my mom and stuff. So it just it healed. It healed, yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? No, I have, when I pee, there's like, my urethra has like a kink in it or something. So like, uh-huh. I really have to aim. Because okay. it's got like, it's got like a fan pattern. You know? Oh, mm. and it sprays. Yeah, it sprays. Like, I, I really have to be mindful of that. And I I don't have any memories before that of peeing. So it's, uh, that could Probably that. It's I... probably that. It was. I mean, it was serious <laughs> enough that I was bleeding from it. So that might have been a, a little... Artifact from that. Yeah. What if it's like Paul, Paul, you're like, Dad, it healed. It healed fine. And then like every girl you've ever been with, she's like, 
Nah, dude, he has the most fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did not heal fine. Yeah, I well, he just said that every time he pees, it sprays. Like, yeah, I just so have I to be like, I, I have to like sometimes bend my knees, you know, make sure I don't hit the seat or anything. Yeah, yeah, it sounds. It, do, it, it comes sounds out of like three holes like a normal guy. It's yeah. not ideal, but I'm I've learned to cope with it. But you know, you know what I should right. do is just go track her down and slap her with a real hard lawsuit. <laughs> oh, I know. I was gonna say yeah. like twenty years that's later. Really funny. Um. <laughs> really funny childhood ignorance where you're like, oh, I need to get the fuck out of here because I'm going to get in trouble for making out with his daughter. Yeah. Like, dude, any normal adult would be like, not even care about that. They'd be like, oh, fuck, yeah. my dog just bit some kid in the dick. I'm yeah. getting sued yeah. for everything. Exactly, yeah. Like, I'm fucked. <laughs> I know. It's... My dog just bit some boy in the dick and he's bleeding all over my house. How did you not know? But you didn't notice until after the dog had already bit you. Yeah, but the there dick? was like this grace period of like, of shock of just like, ow, that hurt. And then like, I, I have a specific memory of looking down and, and the blood just pooling, like, like my, oh, it's spreading yeah. in my shorts. And I was like, ah! Oh man, because that was before I even got to use that damn thing, you know. Right, they hadn't yeah. even used I it. hadn't even used it. I hadn't even. Yeah. No one had touched it or anything. Yeah. I have a feeling that did not stop you, though. Certainly, no, certainly not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's how I met Trey. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I didn't know that was like how you met. I also didn't know it was when you were eleven. Yeah. He told me that you were escaping a girl's house. Yeah. I honestly imagined that you to be like fifteen or sixteen, but I mean. We you were, were young. You were a young slinger. Me I and mean, Brandon, we were late bloomers. We don't know anything yeah, about that. You know, we me were, and Brandon could safely say we've never hooked up with an eighth grader. Okay. Yeah, I, I lost At my any point. In, yeah. in 2014. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to just reiterate here that I, when we're talking about this eighth grader, I was 11 years old. You were younger. Okay. You were younger than her. Yeah. <laughs> but, I know, but I do, for anybody, I that that, was, for anybody that's hooked up, was hooking up with people when they are young, I do like to point out that you have hooked up with an eighth grader. Something you've at done. Age <laughs> at, at age 11. At age 11. At age 11. But it's something you've done. Yeah. But It's an experience in your mind. It was, yeah. And um, I think like Treyer too. Treyer, you know, I, I think that at that time, at that age of like 11 to 14, Treyer and I and our mutual friend Zach, who was in the band with us as well. Shout out, Zach. Um, one, of my, one of my closest friends. Yeah, we were, we were all... We were all really promiscuous and and getting all that out real early. So, but I, I think that it was good because by the time we got to college and all the other guys were like, you know, looking for, you know, strange. Yeah, looking for strange. <laughs> we had like kind of gotten over that big hunt and were making music and art and stuff, and that like we're able to focus on that pretty unfettered. And yeah, that's good. Yeah, I I mean, I, I do think that, like, we kind of got it out early so that we could get serious about our art making um, while everyone was exploring that. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, now it's taken a, a turn. I mean, I think, like, so a lot of people have, like, worn the stuff you make. You've also, I mean, I don't know how much you could talk about it, but it's gotten you into some interesting places and, like, I know that one thing, one world that you're very, you've very much been a witness to for at least the last year is like the, the Grimes and Elon Musk world. You've been like a witness to that, including that, that mm -hmm. huge back tattoo she got mm -hmm. was like, you designed that. What's and the back tattoo? You haven't seen her huge, this yeah. was like one of the many moments that like went viral where it's like, Grimes is crazy. Yeah. She got like a giant back tattoo that's I, like. I co-designed it with my friend, um, Jacob, who goes by Tweaked. Um. We, and it, it's so funny because it was so impromptu. We were over, I was working on some animation stuff with her at her house and Tweaked came over and um, oh. she was like, I was thinking about getting a back tattoo. And she was like, do you think you, like Newsy, could you like design something? And I was, because I had my whole computer set up where I like design most of my things in the computer. Yeah. These patterns and design, everything. And, and then we came up with a way that basically tweaked my friend Jacob. He he drew a piece and gave it to me, and then I sort of like refracted it in the computer. I like iterated it and made, grew off of it, and we designed it in like a very sh like within an hour. We designed it together. It looked sick. We loved it, and she was like, "Yeah, I just want to do that 
on my entire back. She's like, Tweet, can you do that right now? And he was like, <laughs> he like always has his tat set up with him. He was like, yeah, sure. And like from her saying like, I want to get a back tattoo from that idea happening to it being completely done was like six hours. And it was just like completely impromptu. And then like, I think she like shared it like the next day on social media before it was like healed or anything. And it was just this, the photos are like flash iPhone photos of like her uh -huh. back. Like it, it, it's like pretty intense. Yeah. It looks like a scar. It looks like yeah. a weird scar. Right. I just looked at it right now. Yeah. yeah. And gosh, like because of her, you know, her involvement with like Elon Musk and, and, and her involvement just in pop culture in general, where she's like kind of a fashion icon and stuff. She's subject to the most scathing and like wild criticisms and, and, you know, exposed to the, the trolliest of trolls. And like that day, like on Twitter, I had like, I was like, okay, I guess I'll post it too. And then I posted like a little, like, this is how I made it sort of thing. And all of the comments were just, I just couldn't believe it. And what people were saying and it's I think it was mostly true that was actually the moment that I learned to not engage with trolls uh -huh. because it's like were you engaging I was at first I was like no it, <laughs> you know and like right I think she actually DM me and she's like no this is don't don't engage with them this uh -huh. is good this is good it's good yeah. that they're, you're getting this but like just don't waste your time and I was like you're right okay yeah <laughs> you're a sincere person you like you know I think like if somebody says something yeah, you could be provoked e easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have, I've had to hold myself back a lot of times because it she, well, she's a bit of a troll too, right? I mean, absolutely. like that's a funny yeah, she, thing, especially because I've had like certain windows to behind the scenes like that, where there's so many, so many things where it's like a huge reaction to something she did. Yeah, and then somebody I know that like you that'll be there be like, oh yeah, she did that on purpose because she thought it was funny. Another amazing one that we did, we did a photo shoot at my house where I built this set, uh -huh. and this is right after um, the the quote unquote news broke that her and Elon Musk were breaking up. Right, and so the paparazzi were following her everywhere. Her house, she got doxxed, and they knew where her house was, and she hit them up, and she was like, look. I'm doing a photo shoot. This is what a lot of celebrities do. They're like, uh -huh. I'm doing a photo shoot here. You can, I'm going to give you a little window of time and you can take pictures of me and then I can approve which ones you you sell and we'll just do it professionally, you know? Like the, the Kardashians and shit. They do, they uh, do most, that. most people yeah, do it's, that. It's, it's like most, easy way to get it out of the way and it's most not subjects messing with your life. Photos. And yeah. so she's at my house and we're walking around. She's like, we should like, she's like, I want to like, I should be reading a book or something. And I like, Trey wasn't around, but I was like, I go over to our little book library and I'm like coming through and I'm like, the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> and I pull out the Communist Manifesto and she's like, this is perfect. <laughs> and I give her the Communist Manifesto. She walks down like four houses down from mine, stands against the street sign in this like fucking like dune outfit. It's so sick. We're reading the Communist Manifesto and then that's her paparazzi photo. And it came out like the next day, and it was just like a shit show. Oh, right, that, was, yeah. that went crazy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, it is funny, like pure troll. Yeah, and pure like probably and something that you guys made in a split second a decision. Split second decision of just like, oh yeah, that's funny as well. Let's do it. You know? Me and Brandon are both people who have been online a lot in the past. I think we're both trying to use it less. Right. Especially Twitter for me, and I you've been off that on it less too. I've been off but, it for. A while for One thing part. that's refreshing to not be on as much is to like look and it's like, oh, like dude, people talked about that for like probably like two days, right. like and yeah. like right. opinions and then like fighting and like yeah, and it's like something that you guys did without much thought like at all for like a right. split second, yeah, and it was completely meaningless, yeah, and then like it's just so like the addictive nature of those apps, it's like it's easy to get caught up in like. Caring about something pointless, yeah, like the whole that, like Oscars. even to the person who did it, it, yeah. it don't has no meaning whatsoever. It does not mean anything for the world. Yeah, it's just completely However, pointless. It, it is like it is funny. It is ultimately valuable to her. I mean, oh, that, yeah. all of that discourse, good or bad, you know, that saying like all press is good press, you know, in a way. Um, and I think like Twitter especially is so toxic and, and difficult to 
like look at for me, but the I think that it's good and and I think setting, you know, there's a lot of quite famous and creative people right now who do these split second shenanigans, you know, all the time and have made a career or not a public identity from it and I think it's pretty fascinating and you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Well, there's like I I feel like context collapse that occurs like with her a lot. And what what's that term? In in that um you know, I I think that post Elon, mm-hmm. she like became this like cultural figure and that kind of eclipsed the music. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, all of these things that, you know, like this communist manifesto uh stunt yeah. or whatever. Um there's people that don't have the context of Grimes prior to Elon right, Musk. Right. And just kind of I, I, I mean I think that she's kind of the recipient of like bad faith a lot. You of know, course. bad faith interpretations of like everything she does. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Where like I think every everybody's like ready to pounce. Oh, Even yeah. when she's like yeah. making she's like making a joke. She's yeah. like uh you know uh I think immediately people want to be like, oh, who's this, this stupid, weird bitch? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's it's just, it's really funny because she's like, A, incredibly smart. Right. right. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. She, and she's, and she's quick. She's, yeah. And she, and she's... Is she still letting Chelsea Manning? And she's funny as hell. And like, um, a, a, like a lot of, she's aware of all of this and she's, uh, her, you know, she's pretty Teflon with it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, continuously impressed with her like ability to just like shed this shit off because I know her and she's right. like a good person. <laughs> she is like yeah. straight up benevolent good person. Everyone has their inconsistencies and their, you know, incongruencies, but like hers right. get hers get um hyperbolized and magnified. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and also like I mean, I guess the earlier thing was people just being completely flabbergasted about being with Elon Musk, but I mean, that doesn't surprise me too much, too. And I think like people put a lot of, they put a lot of things onto her where it, they like things they believe her to be almost like yeah. a symbol, you know. Yeah. And then feel betrayed when like, like she does something different than like what they made up about her in people, their head. Like, I feel like there's all of this, you know, mythology about like people like her or Elon Musk and these like celebrity figures. When it's, I I, I call on people to like analyze time itself and and how there is a finite amount of time in every day and the reality is is like there's a certain window of that that's just eating and sleeping and shitting and then like she's a recording artist she's like a pop star and like the all of this like mythology is like there's no time for that like she's like she's just they're just hanging out talking about like what to have for dinner they're not like plotting like global domination together uh-huh. you know it's like it's really it's really funny um because you know i actually signed an nda you know so i can't talk about any details you know not that i would be want to anyway but i can safely say like they were just kind of a cute couple <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know um, they're both like similarly autistic Right? I don't know about like that. Elon is Elon's, I don't know. Elon's publicly autistic I don't know yeah he like talks about it does he publicly. that's cool that, that makes that makes sense his S- mean, yeah his SNL monologue he like has he that makes sense it off rip he hmm. mentions that he's he has Aspergers oh okay yeah that doesn't surprise me he yeah, yeah. I mean they're both strange people. yeah they're both strange right. and it's like it was I wasn't using that as a pejorative. Elon Musk is literally I autistic. Tell, for yeah. sure, for sure. Elon Musk is literally... Well, you, you wouldn't even have... He's autistic as fuck. Like, he says that. He's, like, public about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't get a lot of time interfacing with him, but it makes... Like, their, their intertwining certainly ma- makes sense to me. You know, she's she's just, like... She's a person who... Grimes is a person who doesn't draw these boundaries in the sand of like who she who's like the world wants her to be compatible with or what mm-hmm. her art or how people are going to perceive her art like she's aware of it but like right. she's a performance artist sure at heart like 100 percent. like the pop star have you known her thing. forever because i well it's interesting like i i 
went on tour with her in 2012 with my old band. Oh, was oh. that the train? That was the train. Oh my tour. god, that's oh, an episode. Oh wait, in so what's what's that one? That was Skrillex. Yeah, it was a Grimes. train. Oh, you know about the train? Yeah, I remember. I well, because I remember. I, I was I almost checked, on that train. Well, yeah. I checked all of the music blogs at that time. I was yeah. like in. High school or... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's weird. Beginning of college. 2011. I mean, it was fun. We had just been signed 2012. by... 2012. 2012 was the year. Oh, so I would have been in... Well, 2011 was when... It was 2012? Yeah. 2012 oh, maybe I wasn't was when on that train. Uh, Visions came out, right? Yeah. Or around I remember, then. Like, I think the video that for was what Vanessa she was playing. is 2011. Um, And that was like her first like music video. Yeah. And so that would have been when I was in high school. So I think... I was in community college, like Northern Virginia Community College when uh, Visions dropped. Yeah. And so I remember reading a lot of like stereo gum and like yeah, that kind of, that, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, everything in that sphere. So I remember seeing that uh, tour poster. Like, yeah. What was it? What was the... It, it was, was... So tr Skrillex rented a train in Canada um, and we went from coast to coast on this train um playing we were almost on that playing a show well, wait did he do a second one he did too yeah that's oh, what was, i'm thinking of i probably, was almost on the second yeah, one yeah yeah because i was like 2012 <laughs> i would have never known yeah, any that would of have you been guys real was, fun to have oh, wow. oh grimes grimes skrillex and uh diplo diplo and In pretty lights full flex express yeah i think it was like maybe they did one in 2015 or something mm -hmm. and i was gonna be it was on there shooting something yeah. maybe that would have been fun it would have. I heard great things. But I mean, but you guys well, were on this crazy train together. We were on this crazy train together, and I didn't. At that time, we had just been signed. We were like green as fuck, like deer in headlights. Like all of a sudden, playing shows with like Skrillex and Grimes, and Grimes was pretty new then too. But she's she had the vibe, you know. She was like in it. She was a pop and indie she, artist. Yeah, she was. She had some clout and and experience and teeth in the game or whatever. But we didn't interact a lot on that tour. But she found my Instagram um, page again in 2000 and the end of 2020. It was right after I 3D printed my first piece and, and posted it. And she messaged me and she was like, yo, this is sick. I like what you're doing. I'm like, do you remember me? Because <laughs> yeah. I, had, my name was different and everything. And I was like, this is me. I was like, we on probably this should tour have explained you. what you make too. It's like they're like these body pieces for women mainly that are like 3d printed like alien looking yeah they're they're corset three, they're things. 3d printed they look yeah very futuristic and they're yeah they're they're like probably you have to design or, it for the person i imagine i can um but because like, this is like it's been a really interesting couple of years where like i had never made anything that anyone would had worn before that I'd never even thought that I would. I never even give a shit of what I was wearing um, before that. And since I started making them, I a lot of my research and what is most important I'm finding is the way that they make people look. Like yeah. people want to look good. They want to look hot. They want to like feel themselves. And so um, uh, like when I was, you know, I started 3D printing these things and they didn't really, they looked cool. And mm -hmm. then the model or what have you looked beautiful, but like there was something like not in harmony about it. And uh, a lot of what I've been doing is like refining them in the computer so that, and or in the designs of them so that they can fit more body types. Oh, okay, I got and, it. Because yeah. it's a rigid object. Yeah, it's, it's like, like plastic almost. Yeah, it's like a plastic. And, um, I've found ways now with these new designs I'm doing to accommodate someone who has like double D's or like a B cup, mm -hmm. you know, um, when originally what I would do is like, I would, Brennan, Brennan's eyes perked up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was that? I would like, <laughs> Brennan's yeah, thinking, okay. I'm trying to accommodate that. Yeah, right. It was like, uh, hey, I'll, I'll accommodate any, any cups, you know, <laughs> over, over here, man. Hey, come on now. Yeah, uh, like hey, it's, no problem. It's interesting. Like, uh, at first, though, I was like, oh, this is amazing because what I can do is just 3D scan the person and then yeah. fit it to them digitally, which is a cool concept. But, like, I don't want, I don't can't be doing that every day, like 3D scanning every person who buys a top for me. Like, that's not a great business model or like 
way to go right. about this. So you could you could have the three D scan of the celebrities. That's how you make the real money. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> no, I mean I'm joking, but that is like some kind of like Mark Zuckerberg type of like fucked up idea. Oh where yeah, like, where you just you like, like own the body scan of like everybody. Bodies, yeah. Oh, I mean, sure. yeah, I've I like. You can 3D scan yourself though now on your iPhone. I heard it's pretty easy. It's really oh easy. yeah, no, I know. I I had a guy come by and do it. Yeah, like here I'll, while we're talking, I'm gonna 3D scan this entire room. Oh please, yeah, with all three of us in it. That, um, did you see that London poster I posted where it's like, oh yeah, in the cowboy. Oh, head? Brand, you should 3D got, scan us outside too. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, oh, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. And and, and it, it, it's really cool to do the 3D scan fitted tops because. It, it can get precise to where I did one piece for this artist named Tenariel who um, is very body positive and stuff. And I made this piece that is basically like shrink wrap to her chest so much that like her nipple bump is like comes through in the design. And like we scanned her and then I designed this piece, 3D printed it and put it up to her and like her nipple bump like fit in the nipple thing and it was just like oh, wow. it's a trip you know it's like yeah. we don't need to like measure anymore you know i don't right. i don't even know what to do with like stylist measurements when they're like okay here's the artist here's all their measurements i'm like i don't i don't know to do you that. Need to scan this person <laughs> right. i'll just scan them um that's crazy also aren't you using you told me you're using maybe this is for some other project aren't you using some like porn like animating program oh, yeah. to make it's, it's so cool and i don't last time i saw you you were like dude you need to come over i have the most fucked up you still program do. of all time you it's need like to, a porn you need to check it out it's not like it's it's a software that's used for making vr porn okay and and, and so it's 3d it's all 3d rendered it's not like irl stuff and um and Brandon, you i don't use it this. to make porn but the reason i use it is because because it's for porn uh -huh. is that it has the most realistic body like physics and like fluid simulations and all this shit oh. that's just so Ooh. sick and is real time rendered yeah um because it's for vr yeah so like real time you're like taking bodies and like like blowing up their like making them huge and small and like they're drooling and coming right. and like <laughs> and like their skin is changing colors and like because i do all this wild wacky shit with it that's not porn right but could be um and didn't you have like you had some design where it's like a bunch of people like fucking like compressed and like melted yeah, one of the one of the one of the like ways of um construction systems i like to use um with my pieces is using the human body as like a module so i've made a few tops um that are composed of bodies like people fucking um and then there's one that's made of like it's like a repeating module of three women eating each other out. It looks, I mean, and they're it makes, crazy looking too. They kind of look like the, it makes like the seventh like layer of hell or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, like a, like a freeze. Yeah. Like, a, like here's Brandon. This is one. This is okay. the 3D. Oh. Uh, so that one is three women eating each other out, like kind of Ouroboros. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, this is, this is really impressive. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. And so like, I like to do that. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain like, cheekiness oh. and like subversiveness that i have to incorporate into this work this is beautiful thank you, <laughs> thank oh you very my much. god um and that's one of the ways it can come through you know i like putting oh. like just ratchet shit in there you know oh and this is a okay i see oh this is brandon's getting a little kinda, too sucked in i'm not there's a lot of, there's a lot of female form yeah on this, this instagram is not, i mean i'm not looking at like anything horny know, this oh is yeah just like a, that's that that's wild. that's maybe the horniest thing i have that's like it's called the bukake mask oh geez oh yeah and it's yeah. 3d printed and the cool thing about that mask is i actually mixed my own cum what into oh. the resin that it's made out of oh my god oh, what <laughs> Why did you do that? You what? Because it seemed like the right thing to do. Is this for you? Is this mask for you or for somebody else? Wait, huh? I, if someone, I I put it up for sale when I did uh, my last drop in November, and um, alarmingly, no one purchased it. That's crazy. So you, <laughs> you, I, you I assume your own you said that. In it? Yeah. In in into what? Into what? What's what well, else? Three D in print into the into the resin. Okay. Itself. What's what's the what's the three D printing resin? 
It's, what, what is it? it it's exactly? like a it's a UV curable resin that ends up being hard plastic. Okay, like that's what it look that's what it looks and feels like. You right. know, it's kind of petroleum product. You know, you know but what's it, um you know what's funny to me also. kind of full circle thing. You're you're probably using a lot of the things that you were finding in that abandoned building in in suitcases back in the day. That was like not those exact things, but like some of those mystery inf- vials. Yeah, I mean that 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 experience completely was formative. And like the way that now, like I do all this 3D printed shit, but I also make stuff out of like the way that I got into this and which we didn't really have a chance to talk about is like I would come home from my architecture job and start making masks and shit out of toys. I would just yes, take model cars oh, and wow. model airplanes and oh. take them apart and like put the pieces together symmetrically, right? Because all right. vehicles are symmetrically and then someone was like, oh, that's a mask. And I was like, oh, it's a mask. And like that was the beginning of the evolution to this, which I like kind of moved down the face to the torso. Yeah. You know, um, and then when I got to the torso area, everyone was like, yo, I want to like wear that or like that would make my boobs look good or something, you know? And I was like, okay, I'll I'll stay here for a while and check this out, you know? Your, your path to this and like, I think what I appreciate about you is that you've like followed your instincts uh you know, your path has been really chaotic. Super like, chaotic. Like, uh, also just, you know, being manic, like, <laughs> yeah. living on a roof and, like, gluing stuff together. Yeah. Like, that somehow worked out. But, like, there's not many people like you. For every person like you where it works out to what it's like currently, Yeah. there's, like, probably a 100,000 or more people who have, like, died along the way. Yeah, <laughs> like, or, like, just, just are locked up in an insane asylum or something. Yeah, like, or, oh, just, or just, you know, it's... Or I, there, I think there's been a lot of serendipity in my life. Yeah, but, it's but like, there's, it's also that energy, that period of time, that mania, was actually incredibly important for me because while I was a little bit like not focused and not being like the best communicator and friend um, to people around me, I was in a state of pure presence, and it eradicated fear before I started making things. Because, mm-hmm. you know, while I was in the band and all, before that, all of the art making that I would do or wouldn't do was was throttled or hindered by my fear of doing a bad job or people not liking it. Yeah. And now I don't give a fuck about that. And this is what happens when you don't give a fuck about that. It's, and, it is crazy. And Brandon, for Brandon and for the listeners at home, and I mean this in the best, most polite compliment I can, like... That per- that gap period was like very much, yeah. Didn't know what he was doing, and also like, I hope he's okay. Yeah, because this is like that was the general sentiment. I don't like, know where he <laughs> is. Like it's somewhere between homeless and like, I don't know. Like you know, a type of situation where it's like, dude, I one day would not be surprised if like something bad happened. To yeah, you. yeah. And like, the only posts I'm seeing are like you gluing stuff to cars, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> like you're like literally like covering like a toy car in sequins or like a gun yeah. and I'm not sure if the gun's real and like yeah. it's just like like these weird right. art projects in the dark and you don't know where it is and like yeah. where it's literally like yeah. like dude he could have lost his I don't know like I don't when, know when what was the, when was the moment where it where the switch flipped it was it was a gradient it really was I mean that yeah. dark period was was really dark in the sense of like I was not making anything after voraciously making things for like two years yeah. all over the map. And and I had gotten this architecture job. So then I had a bit of structure, mm-hmm. right? That was introduced to my life. And like, I was like, I went from like a train tour to like going into an office where there's like white guys and Brooks Brothers like, uh, yeah. like t- negotiating tile prices on the phone. And I'm like, this is bizarre, but it gave me some structure that, you know, and, and from there I was making things that were buildings so they're a little bit less wild but yeah it was you know probably the the structure of that job was the biggest catalyst for like making sure i didn't go off the deep end you know yeah um but i don't even know man like it was such a weird gradient there wasn't like a a pivotal like event that like like, triggered me back into creativity has anybody compared you to charlie from it's always sunny in philadelphia 
Um, there is some similarities to that character. Facially? Which one is he? He kind of looks like him, but then also just like the living on a roof type of which which one lifestyle. is he? He's the he's not the one who's like the mama's boy, right? He's the one that like yells. A he's lot. like the weirder one. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So I don't remember. I've okay. seen that show once, but no, I haven't gotten that. I don't. Do you watch TV? You don't watch. No. Uh, yeah, you don't strike me as somebody that's like. No, I mean, I watching I, the TV. I watched like Breaking Bad and like. Yeah. Twin Peaks and both of them I like unhealthily like locked myself in a room and like like yeah. jars of piss vibes <laughs> like I didn't actually do that but it was like Howard Howard Hughes Howard Hughes yeah. vibes yeah. where I would just like watch the entire season without mm -hmm. sleeping and come out all like twitchy eyed and like I'm just I did it I finished yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like so I, I tend to stay away from them not because I don't enjoy them but I yeah because it's dangerous too much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to circle back to your question as an outsider I could say that like for me I did like it was the cars in the sequence and then I did see that you started to make more like the things that women can wear and then all and he just had like a random Instagram it was probably like you know a thousand followers or something but then Less, at some point all of a sudden yeah. it was like six thousand I was like oh like he has some people following him now. Mm -hmm. And then like from there, I don't know who the first person it was, but then like it was really like boom, 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 boom. And then all of a sudden I saw you at our friend's birthday and you were like, dude, I don't want to jinx it, but like one of the Jenners just hit me up and wants to buy a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and like then all of a sudden it's like yeah, it's... you seem to be all over the place. And then people asking me like, how do you know, you know him? <laughs> you know that person? That's yeah, funny. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it was a it, like so. I don't know what was the first. What do you think? Like, took it from? Was there a person or? I mean, the when when I did that work with because I would had already been working with Grimes, but we just hadn't released anything together. When she posted that back tattoo, that thing, was a big turning point. That was a big moment where like Vogue magazine interviewed me to hit me up, and it was, and it was understandably like annoying because they they wanted to talk about the back tattoo. I'm like, look at all this cool shit I'm making. Yeah, like, right. look at this stuff. Like, yeah. this is what, let's talk about this. And I, and I actually successfully pivoted a few of those, like, you know, like, door, like shitty interviews into, right. like, getting to talk about my work. But that, I think that, you know, and it's it's kind of sad that no one takes you seriously until a celebrity until mm -hmm. there's a big, you, big cosign like, from a celeb. That was probably the, the sure. first like pebble that did it. You know, For, It's interesting you say that because I considered you to be blowing up long before that. Mm -hmm. Like I think I saw the traction coming. And then when that, to me at that point, I was like, okay, Paul's already doing it. Yeah, yeah. Lucy's already doing it. Yeah, I mean, for the people who like were along the journey already, it was like, oh, you know, but, you know, I was and and what's it's all fun, still crazy to me. I'm sure it's very crazy to you, but yeah, I'm just trying to keep up with it. And like, I recognize, and I don't really like. It's not like something I'm not like. Oh, I'm doing this, and it's from yeah. my really like. It's like I don't. I I this is shit. This shit just happened, and I'm just like mm -hmm. I'm just gonna keep doing it and responding to the the demand or the interest in it. Like, that's just what keeps... Now, like, literally, like, the reason I make stuff, period, like, the main core reason of it, because it's all I do is just make stuff, um, is because if I stop, like, I go into this, like, weird existential, like, oh, my God, everything's so fucked up, and, like, mm -hmm. what the fuck is reality? And, like, like... Start making people pass out in bathrooms. Yeah, <laughs> like... I just get like I, I do it to keep myself away from like existential meltdown. Yeah, you know, and so yeah. now there's enough momentum with this thing where it's like cool. I can just like distract myself with this until I die, <laughs> and like or move on to the an even crazier thing that I'm right. sure you'll think of. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's I like how wide the avenue is right now. I mean, I'm I'm really trying not to become this fashion designer because I'm not. I'm an artist, and it's cool to put things, give things to people that they can wear, but like. The core of it is I just make stuff that I want to be meaningful or powerful, and um, and so I'm 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 constantly right now and always trying to see what the next iteration is. You know. Well, dude, that's a good place to end it. Thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Yeah, you it's so like, fun. So fun. Please say your Instagram uh, and where they can find your work. Oh yeah, most of my work is still uh, quarantined to Instagram. You can find me at it's newsy 
underscore Quero. That's N-U-S-I underscore Q-U-E-R-O. And um, anything else about me, you can find from there probably. Mm-hmm. That's good. But yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. <laughs> so Brandon, do you have anything great you want to conversation. plug? You could always, yeah, go for it. Or you could always do like a links in the description generally. Well, yeah, well, links in script. It's like, start with the fucking Live dates in script. I feel like that's the no, move. No, no. Live dates in, scri- in the description. Let's do live dates in the description for the, Then you, you give know, me the remainder. links. And I'll give you the links. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Yo, thank you so much for coming on. And thank yes, you for thank listening. You. Yeah, thank you.